0: Welcome Philly to your favorite sports show Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show
1: Hello, hello. We are Babes on Broad back to you for another episode. Episode 15. We're getting up there. We're getting there. Yeah, so hopefully we have a good following. We appreciate you guys. I'm Sam Wilson with my partner, Jesse Town. We are Babes on Broad brought to you by BGN Radio and SB Nation. And then if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us at Babes on Broad on literally every single social media, basically. Mm -hmm. And then me personally on Twitter and Instagram at SamWills18. And Jess is at Jessica underscore town with an E on Instagram. And her Twitter is at Run This Town with an E13. And then also you can rep the babes on Design Tree. It's getting close to Christmas, but you should still be able to get an ugly Christmas sweater right in time. So make sure you do that, rep the babes. Their,
2: their Cyber Monday sales still
1: going on yeah, until tomorrow. You know.
2: So you get... Well, it would be
1: when they listen. To it. So until oh time. yeah,
2: today, last day today. <laughs> I'm excited because I get paid tomorrow. So I'm there gonna, you go. I got a lot of Christmas presents to order. There you go. Everyone I know, you're only getting babes on broad stuff for Christmas. Sorry. <laughs> perfect. It's, it's gift. What everybody. It's getting. a
1: perfect gift. Yeah. So make get it for your friends and family. Make them babes members. Babe squad. Babe squad. Love it. Bang, bang. Okay, so we're gonna go through this because there's a lot to talk about about this ugly, ugly loss. In Miami. I just... I still can't believe it happened. Like, that's not real. I don't understand it at all, because, like, there are other factors that, besides the obvious ones, like, I didn't realize until Jamie came back, because, like, the Fnatic, they did a trip down there. Right. Jamie said that it was 60 to 70% Eagles fans in that arena. Oh, yeah. And it was so loud, they had to do, like, full of Eagles fans...
2: Miami was doing a silent count in their own freaking stadium. Yeah, like when they announced the Miami Dolphins starters, like you could very loudly hear the word sucks after every player (laughs) as you do in like the link or anywhere
1: else. That's nuts. I didn't realize that that many people traveled, which is props to us because we're cool. But to break it down more, there were a lot of things. My number one, I put it on social media, and I had a lot of backlash, which surprised me. But obviously the defense, dude. Like what – In the heck.
2: I don't understand how they could play so well against the Seahawks and against the Patriots then all of a sudden come out here and make the Dolphins look like a GD Super Bowl team.
1: Well, that's one of the most frustrating things because going into this week, like we were worried about the offense and we were like, right, if we can just put up points and get our offense on track, like this is a game you focus on the offense and you get them on track and we start rolling for the rest of the season. Yes. The offense, they did pretty good. They're still, I mean, they weren't perfect, obviously. There's still some things, especially play calling. But drops. Drops, yeah. So, like, they're not perfect, but they definitely were better than previous weeks. Yep, And absolutely. then the defense just fell apart. And that's now, you're like, do we have to rebuild them? I'm try-. like, there's not been one game they've been locked in on each other. And yeah, no. And been good
2: on both sides. The only complete game I think that they've played was against Buffalo. Yeah, that was the only one because even against Green Bay, they the defense came up with stops when they needed them, but even then they still weren't playing as well as they did the past couple weeks before the Miami game. So like I think Buffalo is the only really complete game that both on both sides of the ball, Mm -hmm. and and I say on both sides of the ball also including the coaching staff on both sides of the ball. Um, I think that was probably the best one, and I think the weather also had to dictate some of that, which ended up you know playing into our coaches favor, uh, for the way that they like to call games. And I think my, my biggest issue really is, is the play calling on both sides yeah. of the ball. I was really disappointed in what I went back and saw, not only from, you know, and we talked about this on the Rob Meyer show. We talked about this on the Madness yesterday, but Jim Schwartz didn't need to make an adjustment at halftime. Like he made an adjustment for no reason. Like you don't make an adjustment until what you're doing isn't working. So he stopped going after Ryan Fitzpatrick in the second half for no reason. He, they were all over him in the first mm-hmm. half. And additionally, they, they had, what, 19 carries throughout the game and they were averaging like 4.8 yards a carry or something ridiculous? Why, why stop doing that? There's, there's yeah. no reason to stop doing that. And I know a lot of people are talking about, um, you know, how they were up, they were up 28 to 14. And people were like, Oh, well, they stopped running the ball after that, which is true, but that is a little bit misleading because they go up 14 points. Then the Dolphins go right down and score. So the yeah. next time they get on the field, they're only up by seven. So it's a little bit misleading there. I still disagree with the fact that they only ran the ball three times after that. Yeah. Which I think that's well, one even, of the and problems. it was only seven times in that whole half. So it was
1: only, they ran four times in that touchdown opening drive right like to open the half so it obviously proved to work that is my Mm -hmm. biggest thing I don't understand it either because you're leading the game why would you keep throwing unless they're trying to get the connection there with like that's the only thing I could think of like Mm -hmm. with the receivers and Carson because other than that you're leading you just want to wind down the clock what a better way than to run the ball which you're having success with against the second worst team run defense in the league like literally the only reason I could think of is if it was because the coaches were like, we need to get a connection between Carson and the receivers and this is our chance. But even then that's the only potential logic
2: you could come up with. Yeah. But even, but I don't even know if that's it.
1: No, because later in the game you'd be like, okay, well like this isn't time to practice it. We need to get more points on the board. Let's Mm -hmm. go back to what we were doing. You know what I mean? So that's why it doesn't
2: really, it doesn't make sense at all. Also Rob Lange, my madness co-host pointed this out yesterday. What was the point of signing Jay Ajayi if they weren't going to use him? Well, dude, that was the same thing. What is the point of
1: signing Jordan Matthews if you're going to release him two weeks after? That's just sad at that point. Yeah, I, just, like, I, I signed... That one I was
2: like, I'm going to do this to the man. He's, okay, Jay Ajayi has been an Eagle for what? This was the third week. The first week he didn't really, he didn't play because he didn't have a helmet. Didn't have a helmet, yeah. Eight carries for 25 yards. That's still three yards a carry which is not bad he I mean he's looked good uh why uh, why only eight carries I understand that you that without Jordan Howard Miles Sanders yeah. is your feature back I get it he's a rookie he's your future I, I get it something that you and I talked about a couple weeks ago when they signed Jay Ajayi was the interesting part of it is his contract they signed him for the rest of this year but they also put a clause in there that says they that any other team that offers him a contract for 2020 the Eagles can't have the chance to match that and keep him Hmm. What's the point of signing him with that clause in there, with the idea that you to try to make sure you have the upper hand to keep him if you're not gonna use him anyway? I that confuses me. I
1: didn't realize that that's how his contract was setting or set up. Right. But like, I'm fine with him being here now because we have nobody else really, and like he gets the job done when he absolutely needs to. But at the same time, like he looks old, man. Like you his can poor tell. He's That's what I'm saying. You can tell he's just not the same. I'd rather see He's him. literally if you need a running back and he's like, you know what I mean he's yeah that kind of, he's not somebody I would willingly one on my team and sign right up front going into a seat.
2: Not as a number one running back, but if they I want them to keep Jordan Howard and I would yeah, not yeah. I would not mind a three headed monster of Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, and Jay Ajayi. I would not be upset about yeah, that I, at I, all.
1: Yeah. I mean if it and really a And maybe a Boston
2: your... Scott or you know yeah. whatever. Yeah, if you um, need a and that is not a jai. <laughs> no. Can you? Oh, I can't even imagine. Mm. But I just, uh, but I just don't understand at this point why they sign him and bring him in, which uh, they needed to sign. They needed somebody, especially yeah, with yeah. Jordan Howard, because you know a stinger doesn't just last this long. There's something else going on yeah, there, which is concerning. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him again.
1: I just really hate this medical staff.
2: I hate everything about and everything going on And the
1: team lying to right us now. about it. Like, come on, dude. And I don't understand why you wouldn't just tell us because worse comes to worse. Like we're like, Oh my gosh. And we like are upset about it. Mm -hmm. Instead of now people are literally creating conspiracy theories and all this stuff about, you know what I mean? Yes. Just be upfront with your fans. Yeah. We'll be sad, but not as sad and creating theories up as we
2: are now. You know, it doesn't make sense.
1: I don't understand it.
2: Okay. So going back to the running backs as well, Mm -hmm. um, of the eight carries Jay Ajayi's had, he had six of them against Seattle And two of them against the Dolphins. Two attempts for nine yards. And one of them, one of them was a one yard run. The other one was an eight yard run. Okay. Boston Scott did not have a carry on Sunday. Miles Sanders shouldered the quote unquote load of (laughs) what? 17. Good. So they ran the ball 19 times for, I think they had, what, 94 yards or something like that? And seven times in the second half, so 12
1: times in the first half.
2: First of all, that's that's obviously that's a terrible bounce. I just, I, I can't, I don't understand anything from top to bottom. From top to bottom, play calling, the personnel they use sometimes, the decision to release Matt Collins now. Yeah, dude, that is so frustrating. Oh my gosh. And they asked Doug about it today in his press conference, to which he said, the emergence of Greg Ward and the confidence of JJ Ortega Whiteside is what allowed them to make this move. Greg Ward's been sitting on your practice squad all freaking year.
1: So basically he said, yeah, we messed up because we didn't evaluate talent well enough, which they never do. Nope. Now we realize that
2: it's a dumpster fire. Like we were talking about them being like on the verge of dumpster fire. We've crossed the line of full fledged dumpster fire. Like, It's a mess. It's absolutely a mess. And it's unfortunate because, and I've said this to you before, I am not a person who's going to sit here and call for people's jobs. Yeah. These people are human. They have families to feed. Mm -hmm. This is their livelihood. Yeah. But if you and I screw up at our jobs, as much as some of these coaches, coordinators, and players... Medical staffers. Medical staffers (laughs) have... We are fired with a capital F. This is go. They need. They need to blow it up from some. some, Somewhere is going to be blown up. Yeah. We had Adam
1: Schefter on the show yesterday, and he even said it's just natural at this point. If they keep performing at this bad, he was like, even if they make it in playoffs, it's still just bad. Everybody's got to go besides Doug Peterson,
2: and that's exactly what he said. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. I think that's. I don't think Doug is necessarily. I don't think he's going to get fired. I think his leash is still a little bit longer based on the Super Bowl. Well, yeah. obviously I don't think he should be comfortable. Like, no, not at I all. I don't think the Eagles should allow him to feel comfortable going into next season based on, is it 15 and 15 or is it now 15 and 16 records since the Super Bowl? I don't remember which one it is. It's one of the two. I, I saw 15 and 15, but I don't remember if that was before or after the Dolphins game, but that's unacceptable someone tweeted earlier this week I saw you know as much as it it was a tweet that said you know we're the Atlanta Falcons I don't want to be the Atlanta Falcons they're awful yeah and it's sad it just it's sad it's so sad I couldn't I honestly couldn't believe when my plane landed on Sunday and I opened my phone and saw the score was 31 28 dolphins I, I I wanted to like walk up to the front of the plane and be like Let's put this John back in the air. Like, I don't want to be down here anymore. Let's go. I mean, I tweeted and I was like, what is going on? I got like 50 responses in a matter of minutes, which was phenomenal. It's like, oh, I don't even have to go back and watch any part of this (laughs) game. I know what happened. But yeah, I I mean, it's it's a shame based on the fact that we go into Thanksgiving. We see what they need to figure out after they lose to Seattle, after they lose to New England. You just need the offense to score some points. The defense is looking great. You need the offense to score some points. Then we go into Thanksgiving and everyone's sitting there enjoying their dinner, feeling good from their food, feeling good from being with family. Then you start feeling even better because the Buffalo Bills go down to Jerry World and put a good old-fashioned butt-whooping on Dak Prescott, who looked like absolute trash, and the Patriots. You get to watch Jerry Jones cry. That's always a good day. Mm. We're feeling good going into Sunday and, of course, this is what happened. Of course, this is what happens.
1: Yeah, dude. I was so upset about that because I was with Dion. We watched the game. As soon as they lost, I was like, we got it. We got the NC the East. That's literally my thought. Yeah. And then we lost to the Miami Dolphins. Miami. If we freaking. can't beat – this is my thing. If we can't beat the Miami Dolphins, who in the heck is going to think that we could win the next four games, even though three of them are really crappy teams – They're also, I mean, they're also two and nine or two and ten, I guess now, but same record that the Dolphins have, but they're all rivals. Yes. It doesn't matter how bad a team is when it's a rival because it's a rivalry that's boosting them up. Yes. So if we can't beat a team as bad as the Dolphins, which are similar to, I mean, I'd probably say they're better than
2: Giants and stuff,
1: but I don't know. Like so, my theory: like if we can't beat them, who's to say that we have a chance at
2: the next four games, clearing them all? And say they do, by some chance, win the NFC East. It's gonna be embarrassing. For it's gonna be round. like there's gonna be like an eleven and five, 12 and four wild card team coming in here for the first round of the playoffs. We like. We, yeah, it's gonna be bad. We had a caller. We call him Cowboy County on the show today. Yep.
1: He called in, and this guy, he's obviously a Cowboys fan, but he's a good Cowboys fan. Like he's rational. And he's talking to us, and he's like, who do you guys think, like, has the best chance at the NFC And, like, we all said the Cowboys because they're the better team, unfortunately, right now, it looks like. But um, Ooh. I know. So we were saying that. And he was the same way. He was like, oh, man. Like, if the Cowboys make it, like, I don't know if I want them to make it because I'm just going to look at him get killed like he was kind of saying he wanted the eagles to go in because the nfc east is that bad yeah that they're just going to get embarrassed the first round so he was trying to rationalize he was like what's better if they make it and get embarrassed or if they just don't make it
2: well i put it out there on our twitter the other day and you know not really saying you know either one of us is one or the other but i put out the question do you want the eagles to make the playoffs at this point because i've heard a lot of people and seen a lot of people kind of say not if they think they're going to make it genuinely people don't want them to make it because they don't want to see this team play anymore Mm -hmm. and you know I I just kind of said you know we want to know if you if you think so only 56 percent of fans of the fans voted we had 600 votes only 56 percent said they wanted playoffs and 44 percent said no I'm done dude it's not like obviously we love football we love the Eagles
1: it is dreadful when I know. It's exhausting. It's yeah. Like I literally, we wake up, we go to church and I'm like, oh my God, we have to go home and watch the Eagles now. Like, you and know then how go bad? back to church, you know how bad. Yeah. Right. You know how <laughs> bad I just want, would rather sit down and watch a Christmas movie right now instead yes. of the Eagles. It is nuts. We'll move it in to this week and, uh, and do that real fast.
2: Yeah. We'll get that done. So going into this week, and this is something that I've said on a couple other shows this week. Uh, I'm still going to go to the game. I'm still going to bundle up and go sit there, and I will jump up and down and, and cheer on my team. rivalry game going to yeah, be fun. It'll be fun. The energy will be there. Sitting here right now recording this episode on Thursday at 11.30 in the morning, not excited.
1: I'm, yeah. like, not, Dude, like, there are Monday
2: night. Like, I'm not overly hyped about it. It's a it.
1: Monday night game, NFC East
2: rivalry game.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Tickets are for $50. That's crazy. $50. The other positive is... You know, I don't have to listen to the announcers if I go to the game. That's another thing yeah. I hate doing. That. I
1: looked up tickets in the beginning of the season for Dion, and the cheapest one was like two fifteen. dollars That's crazy. And now they're $50. No one wants to see Eli.
2: No one I cares. Know. Well, that's
1: my thing. So, like, you can't really take much of previous this season because you don't have much on Eli. But the, I don't well, know, though. Like, that kind of makes me nervous, I think. Because yeah, yeah, Eli, this is most likely his last chance starting against the Eagles ever. It will be. Yeah. Yeah. His career, he's ten and twenty versus the Eagles. He has the most losses and most interceptions thrown to the Eagles in his career. Interesting. So yeah, I know I thought that was cool, but um, so he's gonna come out like I want to go out in a bang against the Eagles, a long time yeah. rival, and so he's got motivation right there, which makes me nervous.
2: I mean, his first two games of the year, I believe they were against the um. I believe they were against the, the Cowboys. Cowboys and the Redskins. Yeah, yeah. I think. I know it's definitely they opened against the Cowboys. and know that, yeah. And we had, yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Buffalo. They lost to the best. Okay, okay. Um, But Eli threw in those two games 556 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. He also was sacked twice in those games. Now, both of those teams are good defensive lines. Mm-hmm. They were, and you know, at, at that point he didn't have Golden Tate out there. I think Sterling Shepard was hurt early in the year. Like they had no, they had nobody out yeah. there. Yeah. But Saquon, and Saquon, he makes has anybody. done his job against the Eagles in the, yeah. over the last year.
1: That's my other thing. I have it written down right here. So it makes me nervous about Eli because uh-huh. he's gonna come out with a vengeance. Yeah. And then Saquon, you always gotta be worried about Saquon because he's Saquon.
2: He's enormous.
1: He's he legs is. like tree trunks. He is. It's um, unbelievable. But then at the same time, you need the Eagles to bounce back. Because if they are going to make a playoff push, this is the time they bounce back, they start getting that momentum, and they keep riding the momentum to take them. Mm -hmm. I do have the Eagles winning. What's your score? 24-16, but I might actually add a – thinking about it right now, I might add to the New York – to the New York.
2: (laughs) To the New York. I think I might go 24-23. Interesting. My score that I've gone with all week is 24-20. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so, I have
1: written down 24 but I think I just talked myself into giving New York another touchdown.
2: I just, I, it's so a 24 23. Uh, the Eagles can't get embarrassed twice, can they? Twice, two, back to back weeks. They haven't won a game Jeez. since they're, before they're bye. It's been a month since the Eagles have won a game. Oh, and by the way, Jordan Howard still isn't cleared for contact. They've in been case embarrassed you were a lot since they're by. They should be embarrassed yes. about
1: the Patriots because yes. they played horrible and had a chance to win. They should be embarrassed about Seattle because the same thing, they had
2: the chance to win. Yes. And then the Miami week, Dolphins are one of the worst football teams I've ever seen in my 24 years. And Doug years said on this they're article. good. Oh, that made me so mad. Don't even get me started on that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, mm. I understand that he had to say something of that. He can't sit there and be like, well, they suck and we sucked. Like, he can't say that because then it's all of a sudden national national news that Doug Peterson doesn't respect it. Blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> we don't need that, right? But he could have said it in a different way. And this is – uh my one co-host, Rob, said this yesterday. Something like, it's the NFL. Every game is a challenge. Yeah. That's better you give than – Calling the Miami Dolphins a good football team. They're not.
1: Well, that's the thing is like, this isn't his first media scrum. You know what I mean? Like he knows. It's not his first rodeo. No. he got it. He knows what to say. That's why it's bad. Like, did you
2: actually believe they're good, Doug? Like, did you tell yourself that? Because. No, they didn't. And that's why they went out there and laid an egg because they all sat back after they went up 10-0. So then he just used it as an excuse. Like, you give a team credit. You don't call a bad team good. You give them credit. Yeah, good God. Like, they played harder than us. That made me so mad. And that's what used to make me so mad about Gabe Kapler. Like, I was not really a Gabe fan. I I still don't think he necessarily deserved to be fired. I'm very happy for him Mm -hmm. getting the job in San Fran. Whatever. I don't have a problem with positivity because I try to be a very positive Mm -hmm. person. Yeah. I have a problem with blatant lies that make me feel like you think I'm dumb enough to believe your lies. Yeah. Like when Zach Eflin would let up like 10 runs and be like, oh, well, he had a really good command of the strikes. No, he didn't. He let up 10 runs. Yeah. That's a lie. You're lying to me, Doug. You're lying to me. And usually you don't act like this. And I'm starting to see more and more of the Andy Reid, I got to do a better job. Mm -hmm. It starts with me. Stop it. Yeah. Just do a better job then. I know it's hard. I know it's, 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 it's so much easier said than done. This this isn't like a cakewalk. Yeah. Like, but come on. But it's also like not rocket science to like um, No. only run the ball. Well, let's just only this. run the ball however many times, 19 times against the worst run defense in the NFL. Like, let's put an end to this convo, please. And then come back with positive things. How about that? That sounds like a good plan. Okay. We'll do that. We'll come back. We'll talk about what's going on in Philly, which means the Sixers the Flyers and the Phillies doing things or the babes on broad on BGN radio.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team. Now, more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference.
2: Yep, there's the singing for the day. Back, that, yeah, that, you just gotta come back positive. After. There's no show with you involved without singing. Like it's I, you don't have a show with Sam Wilson unless. Which Sam is good. Wilson that sings. means I like
1: my job if I'm singing. I guess. Did yeah. do you hear
2: me sing it all in the Eagles segment? No. Nope. That's true. Cause I didn't like that part. No, but we like the Sixers. But
1: we like the Sixers right now, and everybody else too. But let's start with the Sixers. So they're still undefeated at home.
2: Love that. The ten Six, and zero. Ten and zero at home. Um, Nine and ten in the last. Ten games, obviously. Yeah. Or, no, one nine, nine and one. They've won nine, nine out they, of their <laughs> last ten. Yep. I know. I knew where you were. I was here. We're there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they've been playing really well. Um, they sort of laid an egg in uh Toronto, which was unfortunate. Yeah. Joel Embiid quite literally laid an egg in. Toronto. Yeah. Like a goose egg. A zero. Um, and yet going into the fourth quarter, they were still on they were still up by one or down by one. They were still it was still only which, a one point difference. So you take
1: the positive out of that, and that's okay what's the likelihood of Joel being absolute poop the next time they play them or if they play them. Well, the we thought time. that
2: when they played them in the uh playoffs and um some reason for some reason he did. It, why can't he play the Toronto Raptors? I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> actually like, that's the only like really bad thing I have to say about the Eagles is where, what is Joel right now? Well, I, okay. So I will say now, unfortunately, while I was in Italy, the, my team's app does not work over there. Which okay. made me extremely, yeah. uh, extremely sad. Cause we would get home from dinner at like, you know, 12, 1 a.m. And that's when the game was just about to start. Like we could get in bed and like, let's watch mm-hmm. the Sixers for a little bit. But we, dinner, is that late over there? Well, we get back at that. They, oh, they, go late. Okay. they usually in Europe, they eat dinner late. And then the, the difference between here and there, which I love about being over there is when you get a table for dinner, that's your table for the night. They don't like try to like hand like they actually, don't they don't bring you the lat like your dessert and hand you the check at the same time and try yeah. to usher you out like you don't get your check unless you specifically ask for it. They will let you sit there all night long.
1: Actually a girl that, um, I or that used to be in the Flyers PR team. She moved to Rome with her boyfriend. Oh wow. Yeah. And she posted something recently and was like, I will never get used to eating dinner at midnight. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. It, it's, Especially, maybe just in my mind, cause like, I wake up at 3 a.m. Yeah. So I'm like, I could not. But no. it's, it's
2: nice that you like, you don't feel rushed. You just like, dinner's like, it's an, like an event,
0: which That's I love cool. because
2: the food's also amazing. I don't know if I could do that every day though. No, it would be a lot every day. Yeah. But anyway, um, so, I mean, after that, he went on and he's gone on an absolute tear. The next three games after that, they played, um, the Kings, Knicks, and Pacers. He had 33 points, 27 points, and 32 points. Uh, so he had the the game against the Kings, he had 33 points, 16 rebounds, and uh, one assist, two blocks. Then against the Knicks, he had 27 points, 17 rebounds, two assists, and three blocks. Then against the Pacers, he had 32 points, 11 um, rebounds, and four assists, and one block. He also was uh perfect from the free throw line that night, hmm. as was one Ben Simmons. <laughs> I actually came back from Italy to a text that said, while you were gone, your boy Ben became a man, which was accurate because he has also been on a tear since that Toronto game. Yes. The two of them have been playing extremely well. And when this... Uh... I still feel like that's my thing, though. It's like, he's been quiet. Like, I don't think he's... Yes, which one? Joel or
1: Ben? Joelle, sorry. Okay. But he's just been quiet. Like, yeah, he's getting these sneaky points and stuff and he's doing his job. But like I just feel like there's so much. It's not like a mad or disappointed, but I'm just like, I feel like there's more and he's not living up to it.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely think so, he could be more dominant because yeah. when you when you get him against, he has trouble against the better defenders. So he has trouble against. You know, he he had trouble the other night against Rudy Gobert. It it was a little bit more of a struggle, but when Rudy Gobert wasn't on the floor, he mm-hmm. he was able to take advantage, and he still was able to you know kind of do what Joel does. But he's also, I think, part of it is like I think he was frustrated with himself after that game in Toronto, and I think he was also frustrated with the load management situation. If you notice He was. He did. He's say not that. taken. He he's played. Yeah. He's played since that. Since that whole debacle well, he, he came out and said and looked but looked more aggressive.
1: Yeah. I think he's trying to prove a point that he doesn't need it because he also called out basically the Sixers and was like stop putting me on load management. Like let me play.
2: Because that was, I mean that was a and everyone was blaming Brett Brown for it, but that wasn't a Brett Brown no, no, call. No, no. That it was, was like a an, management. like an Elton Brand over yeah. the summer was like we're going to load manage Joel Embiid yeah. to make sure he's healthy for playoffs. That wasn't anybody else but the Sixers organization and Joel Embiid he I mean he he's a competitor. Like he wants yeah. to. Like and and he also had what hadn't been himself. He finally came out and was like I'm talking trash again. Like I want him to be him. Me too. Because and that's I love why him. I just
1: want him to come out and be dominant and be not quiet and sneaky like this. Like he's got points like stats why he's doing good. I just feel like yeah. where have you been
2: at, JoJo? Yeah, but I but I mean also part of it is think about the starting five that they have now and the the where they can get points from is across the board mm-hmm. until um he got hurt a couple of nights ago josh richardson had been playing extremely yeah. extremely well yeah al horford's been playing better as of mm-hmm. late kind of fitting into the offense a little bit better brett brown's paying playing paying more attention to where he plays al and the kinds of plays he runs for al um our and boy he, matisse is re- com- killing stepping it, stepping into the game offensively. Mm-hmm. Love to see it. Love to see all the terrible takes from people who were upset when they drafted him. Look at this one. Jamie Lynch said this today. Tease the season. That's phenomenal. Get it? Instead of like tis the season, tease I'm, the I'm season. I'm pretty sure there's design tree shirts that say that. Maybe that's where he got it from. He said he got that it from online. I, I might need to order myself one. because. Why didn't my- we think of that? I know. That's, Jeez. That's, that's upsetting. That's, that's crazy. great. Uh, what I will say though, something I noticed today, um, the Sixers have some of the best features of anybody in the NBA. What I mean by that is I've never seen more perfect eyebrows than Matisse Thibel's eyebrows. Have you seen Matisse Thibel's eyebrows? I've never looked at They're them, really. I don't. I Matisse. noticed it today for some odd reason. They're perfect. Also, Al Horford has perfect oh. eyelashes. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like
1: when I covered him for media day gorgeous beautiful. it's like he has makeup on and it's all
2: just natural beautiful it is he has the best eyelashes in the nba mm-hmm. and, and perfect skin and, they all have perfect so that's, skin that's what i'm saying they've got ben simmons has perfect skin he does so why do they all have this perfection and you and i are sitting over here in sweatpants <laughs> recording this show yeah. complimenting these gorgeous men on their features. I know. I saw a Twitch video of me today, and I was like, wow,
1: my wrinkles look terrible when I'm 24.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I just noticed, like, I have noticed Al Horford's lashes yeah. before. It's impressive. yeah beautiful. Men have the, some mm-hmm. of the most beautiful eyelashes yeah. on planet Earth. It's not fair. My I dad think. had the prettiest eyelashes. Joe the has the prettiest mm-hmm. eyelashes. They're the most gorgeous eyelashes ever, and they're just And they don't there. even need them. No. And eyebrows? Like, perfect eyebrows. Perfect shape. No stray hairs all askew. Why? Like, why? I have to get mine done like every week and a half to keep them looking decent. They also decent. have a lot more money than us. Jess. They do have a lot so more we don't money. know what they're us. doing. But also, like, Matisse Thibel doesn't seem like the kind of person who's like that particular to make sure his eyebrows are perfect whenever I don't he like, know. he's an artist. Maybe he's like, maybe, I don't know. But anyway, that's something <laughs> I noticed today. So not only are they perfect on yeah. the court, they're perfect off the court as well. Want to know who else is perfect? Who? The Flyers. The Flyers are perfect too. They're perfect right now. They're I on a five game winning
1: streak. They're back, they're back tonight too. Oh, I guess if you're listening to this tomorrow, they're back yesterday. Huh. But yeah, they're on a five game winning streak. They beat. Toronto the Maple Leafs the other night six to one it was one nothing going into the third period yeah and then they came back early the Maple Leafs tied it up yeah but then they just scored five unanswered and it's nuts because Juan Carter Hart again amazing I love him I love want a him. jersey of him they're sold out which is nuts so everybody not surprised him. honestly it's not no I'm late on the train, I guess I don't know I'm just stingy with my money more like That's that fair. but but um what was I gonna say oh the Maple Leafs they were like one of the hottest teams going into that in the NHL. They yeah. still are. I mean, they would have beat them, but like that's a big win.
2: Do you and know what the difference is there between? I ones. love their coach, Elaine Vigneault. He's the man. He's he has a fire under him, and he lights it under his players. And when they are not performing up to standard. He lets them them and everyone else know that it's unacceptable. And imagine that. And well, and that's the thing is like the other
1: coaches, like we talked about Gabe, we talked about Doug, like you can be like Elaine showed you, you can be a friend of the players and still be be their coach. Like he came up and said, he was like, listen, they are great guys. I love them. They're great guys. They do this, 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 but they're not living up to it on the ice right now. And like, that's what you do. Like, yeah, you can be best friends. But when I'm paying you to be a star player, be a star player and yeah. And to be a good coach, like that's your relationship on the ice. You can do whatever you want off the ice. You can go to Christmas village and go skating and be best friends on that ice. But when you're on a different, like when you're in the rink, no,
2: it's different, you know? Yeah. He's got a good mindset on it. Yeah. And I think everyone has really bought into it as well, which is what I really like about that. And it's what it's you, you clearly see a difference from, last year and the year before yeah and some of the things and and it's it's exciting to watch the flyers. like i find myself excited to watch the flyers
1: and that's the thing is like even last year when i was on the morning show and we just started like the flyers would win they'd have like a hot streak in the beginning and stuff right and we'd be like oh cool we would like would mention it for a second like oh yeah the flyers won yeah yesterday we let our show basically well yeah like the first two hours we let our show with flyers and that's, it, and that's
2: great because it's I, awesome. Yeah. Because it it doesn't it doesn't feel like it has over the last couple of years when they'd get on a hot streak, they'd get on a winning streak, but it would be fake. It wouldn't be real and they'd fall apart and then they'd be a mess and miserable and getting their butts kicked constantly.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Dude, I saw down. this tweet
1: um from some guy on Twitter, Rob Gianone. I don't I'm sorry, I butchered your name if you listen. But so they obviously have a lot of key pieces and they're playing really well together. Mhm. This is nuts. Their ages, Carter Hart, 21, Konechny, 22, Provorov, 22, Myers, 22, Sanheim, 23, Lindbaum 23, Frost, 20, Faraby, 19, Couturier, 26, Gostavir, 26, Lofton, 25. That's a young... That's a
2: good, young team. squad we've got going. That is It's exciting. Nuts. So lower your prices so we can come see you play. Yeah. But good nuts,
1: God. right? And so those guys, they're young. They have a the chance to be together for a while and they're starting at good chemistry now. And I just think it's very exciting for the flyers right now.
2: It is really exciting for the flyers right now. And it's exciting because we've got, you know, I hope they're not, and I, we, we were talking about this yesterday as well. It's nice because every other team had such high expectations and obviously the Sixers are still just in the mm-hmm. beginning, but the Phillies after signing Bryce Harper had such high expectations and trading for JT Ramuto um, the Eagles had such high expectations based on the talent that they had on this roster on paper and we oh. were just let down unbelievably. Yeah. But the Flyers no one expected. No So it's an it's a nice surprise. That's what I was gonna say. Like last year, I guess towards the end of like
1: NHL and NBA, literally everybody we would do like polls like who has the best chances of winning the next right. title in the city. Flyers came in dead last after last season because yeah. they were bad and everybody had really such bad. high hopes for the Phillies and the Eagles and the Sixers. So like they were
2: last place, and now they're turning it around. They might, depending how the Sixers hold up. They're they're gaining some attention again, mm-hmm. and I, I I'm excited about it because I'll be the first to admit I've never been super interested in hockey. I've never really been able to get into it, mm-hmm. and I've tried and I just it's I don't know it's never really drawn me in. And I you and I talked about this year yeah. like I was gonna we were gonna try to like make more of a conscious uh, effort yeah more of a conscious effort to really focus on the flyers because they don't get enough attention and they do have they had a new mm-hmm. coach and they had a lot of young players that are that showed promise over the last couple years or last year especially and the flyers have made it really easy to give them the attention that they yeah are. like they're commanding attention and they deserve it yeah they do so that's really awesome and then the Phillies yeah they're starting to heat up putting Finally. emphasis on pitching That's what I like to see yeah as long as I mean it's a good first move yeah, oh yeah, Being, they, they can't be done here. No, that's what I'm saying, like, keyword first. Yes. As long and, as they're not
1: done here. I mean, they won't be, though, definitely. They said, um, like, going after DD. Gre- I can't say it, DD Gregorius. There you go, yeah. yeah. There we go. So, like, they're going to go after, like, other players, like, oh, sure. position players. But my worry is that they're going to take not as priority now on pitching, which I am not happy as long unless they add another pretty high Decent. I need, I need pitcher. Garrett
2: Cole or Steven Strasberg. I need one of the two. I will not be satisfied with I don't with know Barner. if
1: I need that much. But I, need I need that need, much. But I need somebody big. I need a big name. Okay.
2: This this is how I look at it. Last year, this past World Series, the pitchers were Garrett Cole, Zach Granke, uh, Steven yeah. Strasberg. Every team had a solid <laughs> three. Oh, need I go on? Yeah. They're, I mean, yeah, I know. Max Scherzer, the the M- and and our starting pitchers were Zach Eflin, Nick Pavetta, Vince Velasquez, yeah. Drew Smiley, Jason Vargas. No, like don't get me. No, don't get me wrong. I Garrett
1: Crochet do not see happening. He's very close with the Yankees. That's like at least right now. That's the talks. Is that's where he's most likely gonna go. So yeah. we'll see. Strasburg would be cool. The Nationals are the number one team on him. Obviously keeping him, but. Not, I'm trying. I'm starting to think there. about it now. Like he opted out. He had he
2: left like a hundred mil on the table.
1: Yeah, that's just so that he gets like more. I think interesting
2: to shop around.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Raise your value. Be like, I have all these teams now. What are you gonna give me? You know what I mean? But so we'll see. But um, yeah, Wheeler. I mean, he's got the fourth best in the N or MLB based on average fastball, which is 96.7. So that's good. He's got some promise. He's been on good in his last two years. He has to stay healthy. But yeah, and my thing is. Worse comes to worse. And this is actually bad because I don't want it to happen. But Aaron Nola, he's always good in the beginning, fades out in the second half. And that's kind of worse comes to worse. A good thing about Wheeler is because his worst comes to worse. He's terrible in the beginning and mm-hmm. gets good in the second half. So they would kind of balance each other out. Worse sure. comes to worse. Yeah. That, obviously, that's not the ideal situation. Obviously, you want them both to be good throughout the whole thing for success. But yeah, so we definitely need another top pitcher.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Pitching needs to be their biggest. I mean, we've talked about this over yeah. and over again. Pitching needs to be their biggest emphasis. But right now, I like the, what the, the pace they're on so far. I like
1: that they made a big move early. Yes. And I, I like that.
2: Yeah. And, and I like that that's where they're going. And I think they just need to continue. Um, And please, for the love of God, spare me the it's too much money conversation. There's no salary cap in baseball. It's not your money if the, they there's a reason the Yankees are always good is because they have money to spend and they exactly. spend it. Like, John Middleton has money to spend, spend it. I don't even care at this point. I
1: agree with that 100%. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it talks about DD like we said. I don't know how I feel about him, though. Like, I've heard, like, the way Jamie and them talk, I'm like, yeah, like, they convince me because I'm like, yeah, I see him fitting. If he goes to shortstop, put Segura over to second because he's getting older. He's had, like, right. ankle or knee problem or whatever last year. But, so, like, when they talk about him, I'm like, yeah, But then I go back, I saw Didi when he was rehabbing this past year. I mean, obviously he was rehabbing, so he wasn't 100%, but he played against Dion when I was down there. Oh, gotcha. He won that series. He was one for 12. He had one home run was his one hit. To me, like, you're playing, yeah, I mean, they're pro guys, but, like, they're high A, and you're Didi Gregorius. Like, you, granted, his home run went freaking far as heck, but, like, (laughs) one for 12 I don't like I just don't know how I feel about that and then also he was taking this is just a funny story he was taking a grounder like when they were warming up and it's a low ice stadium so everybody's like pretty or I mean high ice stadium but everybody's still like close to each other mm-hmm. so he overthrew first place in warm-ups bombed a guy in the sands and it was like the guy ended up being okay so it ended up being funny but like you're just like, dude, come on. Like, Yikes. you're a professional baseball player. I don't care if you're just relaxing. Like, yeah, well, the Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver is supposed to be professional wide receivers. I'm going to see true. how that's going. But it just, so I don't know how I feel about him. That just kind of put a bad, that's, but I mean, yeah, the way Jamie and them talk about it, like, I'm like, yeah, you're right. You guys convinced me he could walk, like work in this system. He's got power and blah, blah, But
2: Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so, so when we come back, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about our recipe for the week and mean tweets, right? I don't know if we have any. Oh, not mean tweets. Sorry. Questions. I'll check. But anyway. Yeah. We'll see. We are the Babes on Broad on BGM Radio. We'll be right back. Okay, so we are back. Jess, you have our recipe of the week. I do. So Sunday, because there's no Eagles football until Monday night, just a chill day at home. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm excited, too. I'm going to make some crockpot loaded baked potato soup. That sounds absolutely Bacon. delicious. I'm excited. I haven't made it yet, so we'll see.
1: Let's hope it goes well and tastes good. You kind of make me want to do it. I'm thinking about it. Do we do a loaded baked
2: potato cook-off? <laughs> yes.
1: Or maybe I'll make another soup and we'll do a cook-off.
2: That'd or just fun. have both soups and just yeah, eat, right. eat them. Just have it and then just eat a lot. And of, just and eat a just surplus see who, of soup. See who can finish their crockpot pot first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. Dion. He's
1: a eater. That one.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. I live with one of those too. Yeah. Believe me. <laughs> But, yeah, so we'll post that recipe this week. Hopefully it's good. So our question, we have one question, and it's a big one. Ready? Okay. It's a big question. (laughs) I'm ready. Which would you prefer, not having to watch this team get their butt kicked in the first playoff game or having to watch the Cowboys win the division and get a playoff game?
1: Okay. First, I'm going to go with my instinct. As much as it sucks watching this team, I never want to see the Cowboys celebrate. I'm with you there. I'm absolutely with you there. So I think I'd rather get embarrassed and just take it to the chest like a man. Yeah. Then yeah. have to just sit there and watch him celebrate.
2: I super, super, super yeah. agree. There's I I can't, I, I hate the Cowboys. Me too. I hate them so much. I just want to all see the them lose all, all the same. time. All of the time. I will never, ever, ever wish good things for them. Nope. But yeah. So that was our only uh big question for the day. So that is our show, episode 15. Thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure you follow us on the show's Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook. Follow me and Sam, both on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, share, give a five-star rating, leave a review. We'd love to see all your feedback and, and whatnot. We'll be back next week to hopefully, hopefully, hopefully <laughs> talk about an Eagles win, some more Sixers wins some more Flyers wins, and it should be a good week as we get excited to lead up to Christmas soon. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you again for listening, and we will be back next week. Go Birds! Go Birds! Go Flyers! Go Fly Guys! Fly or die! 10-9-8-76ers!
1: 10 ers Philly Tatsu. and